Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Thank you, JJ, for that introduction. And I also want to thank all my listeners from around the world. We are now in 48 different countries. That's so exciting for all of us at Never Ever Give Up Hope. I appreciate each one of my listeners, and I appreciate it especially when you leave your comments and reviews because that definitely helps the show become even more successful. And what it's telling me is that people all over the world need the message of hope. They need to hear that someone else went through something that was devastating or debilitating or any number of things that would could have destroyed them, but instead they soared above it. Kay is no exception. With me today, Kay K. Lamb has a BC in geophysics, an MS from Berkeley School of Engineering. She is a certified herb practitioner and soul coach and also a best-selling author. Kay empowers women over 40 to create a career that they look forward to getting up in the morning and going to work, which I think is a desire of everybody, whether you're over or under 40. Kay comes from a background of conventional Western medical doctors, dentists, and science professionals. However, she followed her inner calling into the field of alternative healing when she was in her 30s. A decade later, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and had to completely turn her diet upside down and then brought herself into better health than ever. Good morning, good afternoon, Kay. Good morning, good day, Carol. <laughs> good day, you got it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me back to your show. It's such a pleasure. You made quite the impact on me the last time we talked, just because, well, for many reasons. One was the kind of person you are. You have a heart. You have an empathy. You have been there, and you want to help women, as you said in your bio, to empower women, to help women, to achieve health and wealth. Yes, I do. I love it. I never lost contact with you, and I'm glad that over the course of the last few months since that interview, we have became and stayed friends and like I said you did make an impact on me so this is a thrill to have you back today let's talk about the first time we talked about a lot of the things that you've accomplished in your life and also what what has happened with your health and today um, we would like to talk more about health issues because this is the beginning of a new year and people are much more aware of those issues at that time. So how does that sound to you? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So first of all, my first question, since you took your health into your own hands, how many days have you been, uh, have down days? How many days have you been sick? Zero down days. Yes, isn't that incredible? Yeah. It doesn't mean that I haven't, been on the edge of it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, getting running noses and, um, you know, kind of feeling it's coming on. And that could be due to a variety of reasons, uh, you know, overworked and, 
and uh, just the environment, however it is. It's our body talking to us. The key for all of us is that our body is strong enough, our immune system is strong enough that that does not take us down. Right. And so that's one of the things I'm assuming you teach is how to build your immune system and how to fight anything that may come across your path. Yeah, absolutely. To, to prevent, to prevent anything from... Prevention. Yeah. Absolutely. That is, that's excellent. Now, one, we can talk about many different things, and I want this to be, you know, your floor and you run with it. I'm just giving you a little bit of a guideline. But one of the things I would like to address initially, and it is now 2016, and certainly alternative method, method of healing has been around for a very long time. Yet what I find, as I'm a certified health coach as well, is that there are still people in fear of using alternative medicine. Even though they may be open to it, they have reservations. They prefer the conventional methods. Where do you think that fear comes from? And just give me your perspective on that whole scenario. Sure. Um, I would assume that the fear comes from there's this age-old emotional situation where commoners, citizens, had been fed information and been controlled by hierarchy. So we are very accustomed to listening to mm-hmm. others, uh, to people in power, and a lot of cultural background, I mean, including mine, which is Chinese, um, you know, listen to the elders, listen to everyone. You know, they know more than you mm. do. And, you know, who are you to kind of do anything on your own kind of thing? So I assume that it comes from that. There's a large part of that, that if they take matters into their own hand, what if it goes sideways? Okay. Now what, right? Then, because mm-hmm. not, then they can't explain to other people, well, you know, I tried this and like, why are you so stupid? And then they, they might feel embarrassed, which is, is exactly why I teach what I do. I first and foremost, with my logical scientific background, first and foremost, I love to Teach people how the body works generally, not not deep. Don't have to have mm-hmm. a degree in medicine to understand how the body works. Just the very basics, the foundation of, of understanding will empower yourself to, to understand what your body is saying to you. And from that point, then you can make an intelligent decision as to which way to go. Is it time to go to the doctor? Or is it time to just, you know, eat less donuts? Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Bad news. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. I totally understand. Carry on. You're on a roll there. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Last night, it just so happens, last night I watched TV, this this new, I don't know whether it's new, okay, this, this TV show called My 600-Pound Body. Really? Okay. I, I don't know whether you've seen it. It's on TLC channel. Um, and then right following that is called Skin Tight, and it's about people who have lost tremendous amount of weight, like, you know, a couple hundred pounds. And then their skin is just sagging there and so on. It, it's absolutely fascinating to me. This is the first time I actually realize that even doctors now are telling their patients, the 600-pound mm-hmm. patients, to first of all go on this diet Come back to see me one month later. I can't do anything with you unless you've lost 50 pounds. Really? Like it's literally too dangerous to do surgery 
or anything mm-hmm. to touch you at this point. You got to lose weight, and then your heart may not be able to take surgery. The, mm. the you know the going under and all that. So they literally the doctors actually give this this little easy simple diet regimen to the the um, the patient. You know, previously I. I was under the understanding or the belief that people who actually get that far has a medical anomaly. I still may think that there that is a certain component to it, but lo and behold, they really can wow. lose weight and become mm-hmm. a lot healthier just by eating healthier. It's incredible. Like month after month, they lose 50 pounds, 40 pounds and all that. And they can literally go down to a normal body. That's the next show, the skin tight, which is where their skin is all sagging all over the place and they got to go into surgery and take off the skin. There is an emotional component behind that, which, you know, I work with too. However, I, I just want to to say that, guess what? Food is such a big component. It's incredible. Of course, there there is the emotional side to why they ever got into the the binge eating mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. But the there there the fear. I I hope your listeners would understand that even conventional doctors are literally literally prescribing that now. To their patients. Mm. This is some university. I, I believe it was um, a Houston University um, hospital, um, a doctor who's who, who just told the patients to eat, you know, no no sweet stuff, mm-hmm. no carbs, no no fruits, and you know, just go on this veggie and and clean, healthy eating diet, and it works. It's amazing. And the body is thankful. The body is thankful and they are so happy. They feel so much better. Their self-esteem improves. Like, why not? This is a new year. Let's do it. So the person who is not 500 pounds overweight or 400 pounds overweight it's all relative it's still you still apply it no matter how big you are that's what you're saying yes 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 exactly exactly and what i like to teach people is you know in the short term like on the tv show for example um i mean they follow these people for i don't know like a year Really, okay. but the whole the whole point of the show is to show them medical technology, how yeah, surgery can help and all that sort of stuff, and and that behind the scenes though is is an underlying sadness that either number one, um, what caused it in the first place, and then the the then another component is, can I keep this up? Mm-hmm. Of course. And this is where I love to teach my clients about the why behind their eating. Once they know the why, they'll understand how to apply. So give us some examples. Sure. Um, okay, well, I mean, we can really jump into things in a big way. For example, why is eating more salads a great thing? Other than that it's low in calories, sure, that's, that's pretty obvious. The other big one that most people are not aware of is that salads is raw and therefore has a huge amount of enzymes, which our body needs. Mm-hmm. As soon as the vegetable is cooked, the enzymes disappear. Our body 
has it is like it runs on enzymes basically there are some 25,000 different functions in the body that needs are well over 3,000 plus different enzymes in order to work. And that includes producing energy, uh, reducing inflammation, uh, fighting infections, or absorbing nutrients, and any biochemical reaction that's inside the body that you can possibly touch on when the, when the enzyme is not there, that reaction does not happen. And most people do not realize that our body's ability to generate enzymes is limited. Yes. Yes. And that is where eating ingesting in live enzymes is so important. So when we start going to eating all the, the cooked foods and the, you know, everything, I mean, most, in most cultures, everything's cooked. Um, or processed. That, or processed, the enzymes completely disappear. And therefore, without enzymes, that's aging, period. That's aging. So our lifespan, scientists have figured out, is completely dependent on whether enzymes are still in our body and whether they're still working properly. And when you do um, teaching or coaching, uh, do you look at people's diets? Like, do you do this online? What is what is your expertise in that area? I do both in person as well as online. Um, you know, just going over the diet sort of thing is, yes, we can do it online. There's just definitely no issue about that. I have online programs. There's also the component of really putting things together. And a lot of people are quite visual learners and hands-on. So you know, when I'm with the person in a live event and showing the person exactly what to do, okay, in the morning, this is what you do. And um, tell them why each of these food components mm-hmm. and how do you put it together and how do you make it taste great, right? And let them try it. And once once people try it, most of them are surprised. <laughs> how nice tasting these foods are. I think that's part of the fear, isn't it? They they think that they're going to have to change. Well, they do change their diet, but to the extremes where they're not going to like food anymore. And that's some kind of a concept that is, is a misconception. I totally agree with you. The first thing people's <clears throat> minds go is health food equals, equals yep. to bland. Right. Absolutely wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Does not. In fact, I would think it's probably the other way. I was just going to say that. That's right. Because you're eating live food. <laughs> yes. And, and, and there is a component. I mean, you know, like we have to be realistic. There is a component where human beings can adapt to anything. Mm-hmm. So when we have over the decades trained our taste buds to love uh, cooked foods, a, a particular kind of cooked foods, then when we switch to even a different, you know, cultural background kind of cooked foods, some of us, the, the, the taste buds may say, ew, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Right? So, yes, let, let's be... I, I totally understand that. Let's be realistic. However, this is where the conscious mind comes in. When you know the reason behind why you're eating this food, then you can say, okay, this is so good for my body. When I eat this, then I will no longer have the stomach eggs that I've had. Mm-hmm. And I will sleep better at night. So I'm going to just tolerate this for for now, 
And guess what? Two weeks later, they come back and say, well, you know, I, I don't <laughs> mind it so much anymore. Right. Right? So, yes, we are, we, we're not tricking your body into anything. We're not forcing your body into anything. We simply wish to lead your mind in a direction that would lead your body into what is good for it in the long run. So your mind has to come into play here to help this whole process. Now, do you condone a 100% raw diet? I don't. I don't. Um, I live in Canada. It's a cold country. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, un- an understatement. 11 months of the year, the, <laughs> the furnace is on yes. in the house. Right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So... Um, eating 100% raw is really not realistic here. Eat, most people, most even raw fooders that I know of, the the average is about ooh, probably 70%, 75% raw. Um, I would say for myself, I am uh, maybe about that, maybe about 70% raw. 70 to 75%. My evening meal is almost always a cooked vegetable dish in some description. And that also is, you don't have to cook your vegetables to death either. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you're a health coach, you know, jump in whenever you want. Totally. Uh, There are certain veggies like cruciferous veggies like the broccolis and the cabbage and Mm -hmm. cauliflower and so on that are actually better just slightly cooked Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i eat at night and isn't it true that enzyme activity is not necessarily destroyed at low temperatures Uh, most my understanding is most get destroyed by about 70 degrees Celsius, which is about 160 oh, okay. Fahrenheit. Okay. So that's pretty low. Water boils at 100 Celsius. So, yeah, 70, as soon as the food is heated up, it can, it can be there. However, you know, enzymes is one component of, of everything that that's we true. Do, right. So w- there's that 70%. That's what it covers is the enzyme part. So the rest of it, the 30% at night, let's focus on something else that's healthy for the body, the, the antioxidants and, and the minerals and the protein that we have to eat and the healthy oils that we have to eat and all that. So we, let's do that, right? Like in most parts of the world, protein comes in the form of meat and, you know, animal protein and that eating raw, um, a lot of people cannot handle. And in fact, let me just preempt this whole whole concept by saying that for somebody who's, uh, let's say, 70 years old um, and spend their entire life not eating raw, like in some Asian countries and some third world countries, jumping into eating raw foods, it can be dangerous because their digestive system is mm. just does not have to... Capability to handle it. So, in that situation, just simply go with lightly cooked vegetables because the cooking breaks down the fiber uh, and so the stomach is a little easier to digest food. And as far as the enzymes is concerned, just substitute it with something else. Substitute with digestive enzymes, substitute with, you know, there are systemic enzyme supplements as well as digestive enzyme supplements. So just, you know, be aware of all that. But but for most people, they like to say, well, you know, if they go to alternative, if they want to stay away from conventional medical advice, then they want to go natural. And, you know, even supplements is, you know, is dangerous and all that, which is and another topic, right? Um uh, so going natural, yeah, well, 
we can go so far. However, you got to understand the the entire picture of why there's certain supplements that you know is almost a must if you cook, and it, it's just the balance that absolutely has to go into your body. What I call essentials. Essentials. There are certain essentials that body needs, and you have to put it in in some way. If you can't put it in through your meals, put it in a supplement form. And there are better supplements than others. There, there is a whole lot. I, I believe I heard that like over ninety percent of supplements on the market are kind of done by a division of pharmaceuticals. Uh, so they're kind of like nutraceuticals. We'll skip those. Go to the ones that are literally whole food supplements, and chances of them being good for your body is a lot higher. So, hey, yeah, there are ways. I'll interject something here um, regarding the supplements. I just did a series. I believe there's five or six in the series called the world's biggest con job, and what I talk about totally specifically in that series is supplements Mm -hmm. and explaining to people what to look for when they purchase supplements. So it goes right along with what you're saying. We could even link, you know, those articles to this interview if you would like, because it it explains that it talks about enzyme activity and many other things that some countries who have um, no integrity um, you know, it, they just produce them, like you said, 90% of what's produced is, is um, it should not even be on the market. The regulations are very limited. Please and put that article. I will do with that. Okay. Well, there's, this. like I said, it's a series. And so we certainly can link that and I, uh, I can put them all into one link. But oh, yeah. um, that would be wonderful that those are information that exactly. So it's basically, everything. it's just strictly information. Mm-hmm. Um so much of what you're saying is I totally, totally understand. And that's what changed my life and the lives of so many people. And it's so simple and easy to do, which is what you're trying to say. I mean, even yeah. listening to this, some people might think it might be complex, but it isn't. It isn't. It's a very simple process. And as soon as you start feeling better, oh, my goodness, you know, you just want to go forward. You don't want to go back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my mother said exactly this thing, the same sentence. Um, when I switched my diet completely, you have to understand my, my Chinese background. I used to eat, you know, a lot of Chinese food and then I married a white. So I then integrated a lot of the, the Canadian North American diet into it, you know, like barbecue steaks and (laughs) and, big roast and, and, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, however, I'd always eaten as, uh, stir-fried vegetables every night, right? And then I got breast cancer. And so I completely switched out of that into something that would totally bring my health back, and it did. I basically was not on anything uh, other than surgery. I had no chemo, no no radiation, no adjunct therapy, no help, nothing. I was on my own to bring myself back and I credited mostly to diet. My mother said this to me. Well, if you eat like this, then you can't go back to eating how we eat. Right. And I said to her, why would I want to? I ate that for 47 years, and I eventually got weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and went down to breast cancer. Why would I? ever want to go back there exactly your point and that's where the dilemma comes i think for a lot of people what you just said about your mom so do i because i hear that too do i have to do this the rest of my life well (laughs) how much life do you want you know (laughs) that's right that's right and you know um i like to not bring that up at the beginning with my clients because it can scare them. Exactly. It's one step at a time, baby steps. When you start shifting, and most people um, don't shift unless they really have 
some reason to shift. So their health, you know, is showing them, their body is showing them that, you know, they, they better change something. And I totally agree with that. Like, you know, if everything's working for you, don't change, right? Why fix when it ain't broken? However, when, when certain things is sh- in your body is showing you that a change is in order, then yes, let's do this and take baby steps. Be gentle with yourself. Understand why you want to do this and just keep moving forward steadily and see where it goes. That's if right. If it doesn't suit you, you can always go back there. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You're not signing a contract, you know. <laughs> exactly. You're not signing the contract. And guess what? When your body gets back to a really good place, your immune system is so much stronger that then you have the ability to go out and be with your friends and eat a big Thanksgiving meal or a big Christmas meal or New Year's meal every so often. Yeah, you may feel kind of weird eating <laughs> it, but you know what? Don't feel guilty because you're right. indulging and, and having a good time with your friends and joy with your friends rather than feeling guilt all the time, every meal feeling guilt that emotion is going to bring your body down. Rather than that, eat clean and healthy most of the year. And then when you have to go out for some celebration, celebrate. Like literally give yourself a break and be happy. And then go back home the next day, eat a clean meal again. Your immune system will be so strong at that point that it can take the occasional, you know, going the other way. Exactly. Yeah, and, and flus, getting sick, your question about, you know, have I had down days? It's not that I don't expose myself to flus and viruses right, and right. any of that. And everybody would, you know, most people, not everybody, most people would say that, oh, I caught this cold from mm-hmm. so-and-so. I mm-hmm. caught this flu from so-and-so. I don't believe that whatsoever. Uh, flus and colds and viruses and bacteria and everything is everywhere all the time. It is That's a right. matter of whether the immune system is strong enough. So don't worry about it. Just make your immune system strong. Build up your immune system. And you'd be fine, like nothing will take you down. You know, that's so funny that you should say that because I, I do a lot of public speaking. And uh, when I travel, especially at this time of year, um, there are so many sick people, right? Oh, yes. And so they will say, oh, I don't want to shake your hand or I don't want to uh, hug you or, yes. you know, whatever, or, or stay away from me. And I'll say, well, why? Yes. And of course, you know, the response immediately is, well, I have a cold or I, I'm coming down with something or I'm sick and you know, all the positive affirmations that they are definitely getting ill or are ill. And I always respond the same way. I have not had a cold or the flu in four decades. I don't think I'm going to be starting now. So <laughs> I just bring them in and hug them. You know, exactly. you're constantly exposing yourself. There's, and But when you have the strong immunity, it just, it goes like oil on water. You know, it's just right over the top. I am with you. Totally with you. And that's you. so exciting because you don't have to worry about getting sick. I never worry about when I get up oh, no, there's a cold in the area. Maybe, you know, I might get it and I won't be able to do this. And so it's completely gone. There's You don't even concern yourself with it. Is that what you find? Yes, absolutely. And you know what? For people who are worried at this point about paying to, to learn how to eat properly, mm-hmm. guess what? It completely saves you from ever thinking about buying travel cancellation insurance, <laughs> medical insurance, That's and all right. that. That's right. There's so many perks. Yeah, there's so many perks. <laughs> Ever since I had breast cancer, I have not stopped traveling. I don't worry about it. I never think about it. I, I, I do not have that second thought, oh, I better buy medical insurance. I, I probably can't go there and I, you know... 
all that sort of stuff. And my husband is so much healthier because we both eat the same. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. That's right. And there, there's another perk too that my house is so much cleaner. My my kitchen is so much cleaner <laughs> because there's no oil. Good all point. Over. Yes. <laughs> So much easier to clean. I mean, I'm serious. Like this is this is something people don't think about. I never scrub pots anymore. I I don't um, have to use all this heavy duty detergent stuff to clean all around me. Like it's clean up is like okay, two minutes. I'm done. Next. There's there's one thing that I want to address that's kind of off the subject, and we may have even touched on this the last time we talked. It might have been at another conversation we had. But some people will, and you have probably have come across this as well, that think that this whole clean eating is psychosomatic. In other words, if you uh, believe in something, that it's going to happen one way or the other. And what I want to address with that is... We have been rescuing dogs for many years now. We have res- rescued over 30. And for the last, it would be about 10 years now, we have switched our dog food from commercial dog food to raw food. And the first time that we got our first little critter, who was nine years old, miniature Dachshund, and he only had a few weeks to live. Um, he couldn't walk, and he was completely crippled with arthritis. Had some, you know, a lot of health issues, which usually shows up in their fur. And um, he was coughing and whatever. But we took him in. He was nine years old. We switched him to raw food. In two weeks, he was from not able to walk and having to carry him outside to running and he lived to be 18 wow and when he died he did not die of any disease there were no vet bills in the nine years that we had him he died because he was old and he said mom i'm tired it's time to go you know he was 18 our lab was 15 same scenario and she, same thing, you know, when she was ready to go, she let us know. But there was no pain. There was no suffering. Their bodies were done. And I believe that the same, you know, my father was really impressed by that because he said that animals know. They know what's good for them. And it's not psychosomatic at all. You know, you're not, no. you're not um, just saying, oh, this is going to be good for me. And you work yourself up. No, uh, animals don't know that but they do know good food and they gravitate to it. You put a you put a conventional dog food on the floor next to uh some raw food and you see, <laughs> you see what happens. You know, we should do that with humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. that's a very very good story. I love that. Thank you for talking about your dogs. Like totally totally true. Um yeah, what can I say? I mean, that is that is solid proof right there. That's it. Animals yep. know animals have survival yep. instincts, which humans have lost. Good point. Yes, lost. We have them, but we don't use them. Yeah. We've trained ourselves out of our survival instincts. Now, there's another subject that came up as you were talking, and I think that you would be very good at addressing this. And that is, along with the toxins that we are getting in our food, in our processed food, even in our supplements, which are, uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you are aware of this, but it's 89 to 90% of all supplements on the market, their base is petroleum. And if you take your food supplements and put them in the oven at 400 degrees for eight minutes, the coal tar will seep out. And this is what you are eating when you take the supplements that you think are going to be giving you good health. This is the kind of information that I've put in these articles like I told you about. But what I want to address here is all the toxins that we're taking in. 
What about the emotional toxins, Kay? How does that, and I know that in your research and also in uh, your your business, you have, I'm sure, come across that. And do you deal with that when you talk to people? The unforgiveness, the bitterness, the anger, all those negative emotional toxins and affecting your health. Can you speak to that, please? Yes, absolutely. And thanks for mentioning about the toxins in supplements. Exactly. I, I totally believe that if if you want to take supplements, spend your money in the best. Right. Just don't even go the other way. There, There's so much more about supplements that can hurt the body. Um, as far as as far as emotions for sure for sure i mean that's that's really a subject that's near and dear to my heart i love um empowering women to their best for this reason when we feel that we're not doing everything that we are meant to do in the world that goes in mm. to our body as you're not good enough you you you're not doing you you're just not performing mm-hmm. what this whole body is here on earth for um so yes it it entirely is essential 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 to deal with the negative emotions. And do you counsel in that area as well, or basically just are telling, uh, you know, when when you're doing your your counseling, uh, just telling people that they need to do this? Um, no, I I have I'm huge in bringing people out of their emotional stuff. Let's okay. Just use that word stuff. Um, you- with I was just going to say, do you do that part and parcel to every client that you have, or is that an individual type of counseling that you're doing? That I like to do individual. There are a lot of talks and you know books and, and all that out there by gurus like Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer and, you know, on and on about, you know, positive thinking and and that sort of thing. Uh, however, there's a huge component I like to work with, and that is that people, everyone has a blind spot, a blind side. When they only use their outer brain to listen to talks about, you know, being better and thinking positive and, mm-hmm. and that their blind spot is holding them from really healing what is truly behind why they can't move forward in that area. Mm. And this is individual. It is very sensitive. The reason why it's blind to begin with is because it's a deep hurt. It could be a deep hurt from their ancestors. It could be a deep hurt from their own childhood. It could be a deep hurt from their mother. It could be a deep hurt from from their great, 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 great grandparents. It could be deep hurt from their culture, from humanity in the past. Um, you know, all the torture and mm-hmm. all that in the past. Um, it can come from anywhere and could be so deep that, you know, we're blind to it. We're always flowing through a current of thinking at any time in, in the world. Uh, so right now, for example, the whole commercial, commercialism flow of thinking creates in people unconsciously a belief that they don't have everything that they need. Mm. So that is running in the background. And even when they, when people hear that, yes, you have everything that you need, there's a part of them that say, well, no, I don't have everything that I need. I still need to buy that 
face cream. <laughs> right? Okay. I, I'm still not pretty enough. I'm still, you know, whatever it is. So this is something that I love to work with, that really, really, really deep imprint somewhere in them that is holding them. Once they re- Once that's gone from them, then, yeah, suddenly they can actually, their outer mind can actually believe that, yes, I have everything. And, you know, their life would just change. And it is not that they intentionally do anything uh, to get their body well, to, you know, get out of um, whatever issues they have in relationships and the bitterness and the forgiveness that you're talking about. But rather, it is naturally, hey, of course I can forgive. Of- that, that's, a, that's a huge subject. It is, and I appreciate you addressing that. I was thinking of it as you were talking because I know that you can have the best diet in the world, but if you are emotionally poisoned and you hang on to that, it certainly affects your health big time. Big time, big, big time. Um, yesterday, as I was watching the, the two shows, I was talking about a 600-pound person and the skin tight. There, there were three people that that were featured one of them is a guy and i was thinking he lost I don't know, 150 pounds and and he went in for surgery to tuck away the the last drabby skin and all this stuff his attitude was so good that i thought to myself yeah this guy will have no problem he literally is starting a new life this yes really will help him start a new life the other woman Mm, I don't know. Interesting that you would recognize that, you know. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't, I don't think. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm in this business for a reason, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it is sad that they work so hard to lose their weight, you know, 200 pounds yes, of yes. it. Yes, And they have a perfect figure now. And then they're still now completely discontent about their skin. Mm. So the, the 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 TV coverage of the show was about them, her going in to get surgery to recover. And then, and then when she first looked at her scar after you know after a week, and she's out of the hospital and she's by herself again, she's still totally sad. Oh, this this doesn't look good for now, but I'm sure this this will you know. Hopefully, this will. Oh, she didn't say I'm sure. She said oh, hopefully this will look better. Mm. Like her whole attitude is not there to mm. completely recover. Right, I understand what you're saying. Okay, good point. Well, Kay, once again, it has been stimulating. Definitely motivating and indeed a pleasure in speaking with you. And we could talk for a very long time. Yes, we can. I would, I know that there are going to be people who will have questions. I trust that they will not hesitate to contact you. Uh, We will have all that contact information on um, the post that they can tap into you, uh, your website, your book, um, to get help, to converse with you, um, to connect with you on social media. It'll all be there. And I thank you. In the beginning, before we started to broadcast, I said something to you, and I will close with that. And I know that it resonated with you as well. And that is... When you think about changing your lifestyle in the realm of eating and you consider that it may be too costly, what I always say to people is you will pay one way or the other sooner or later. Expound on that a little bit, Kay, and then we will close. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I agree. Um it is so much easier to pay via money than it is to pay via pain. 
or aging. Or aging, or just, you know, depressed, mm-hmm. depressed looking in the mirror mm-hmm. and feeling embarrassed about the body, feeling embarrassed um, and not be able to, you know, wear your best clothing and just, you know, be yourself. Or have it's, your health. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so much easier if you do have the money to spend it wisely on educating yourself how to help your own body in the long run for the rest of your life. That's it is right. lear- learning once and you get it for the rest of mm-hmm. your life. When you have health, you can go out there to make more money. When, <laughs> That's right. When you don't have health, nothing can happen. You can't even get out there, not even to make money, but can you can't buy happiness. That's right. And peace. That's of right. Mind. That's a whole other. That's a whole other show, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, <laughs> that's right. Thank you again, Kay. And we will definitely hear from you again. And we'll be following you. And um, just, I so appreciate it. I so appreciate you as a person, as I already said. And you definitely are motivating. And thank you. Thank you, Carol, for having me on again. I, I enjoyed chatting with you every single time. That's wonderful. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.